this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. I completely forgot yesterday when we were recording our show that my childhood home got a major up upgrade, facelift, whatever, after we sold it. So we were talking yesterday about how, um, you know, when you go back to houses, like some people don't keep them up. And actually, there are a lot of stories from a lot of us that were like, oh, you, you, it doesn't look the same. I think people keep them up. Like, I'm sure the person who painted your Aunt Effie's house the color that she painted it probably thinks it's great. Yeah, but the yard was overgrown. And, like, same with my grandfather's house. I just, like, I feel very protective of these things. I think yeah. we all do. But I, my childhood home got a glow up. And I mean a significant glow up. It did. I think did that. It, I I mean I don't know because I, obviously I didn't live there at the time. But I feel like that whole neighborhood, that whole street, is one of the streets where somebody like renovated one house, and then the other the neighbors like, oh, they're renovating. We have to renovate, and then it just boop 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 worked its way right down the street because all of those houses even though their older houses look great. Well, I think what the thing is, is that there were a lot of young families that had to move into like bigger, like outgrew the little houses. And then there were old people. And as the old people started passing away, the houses, like the new buyers gave them facelifts. And I mean, my parents bought that house, I think for like, what did my dad say? Like $80,000 or something like that. And, um, it was like, they were scrounging together to be able to get a loan for that. And then they sold it. I looked up cause I was looking on the person. They renovated it, added all this, added all this fancy stuff. And like it last sold for like $1.5 million. And oh I'm my like, God. I know. And I'm like, in what world? Like in what world? Like that is nuts. Somewhere I have, my dad gave me, um, a mortgage, I think it was to my grandparents' house. Okay. To his dad's house, I think. And the mortgage payment per month was like $26. I love it. That was the mortgage. And I mean, obviously, it's a hundred years ago. It was a $26 payment. You know, what's that where it got to be? Six bucks a week, six and a half bucks a week. And uh, and that was like in their mortgage stuff. What wouldn't it be great? To have the money we have now, but live in those times. Yeah, it would be amazing. Like in like the, you know, 20, early 1900s or whatever, we'd be like, you know, living our best lives. I will say, I feel like you would, if we win the lot, or excuse me, when we win the lottery. Yeah. I feel like just for the sake of saying that your mortgage was $26, you would work it out. Like you would pay almost cash for the house and then have a mortgage that's $26. So you could say, oh, how much is your mortgage? $26. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair.
If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful that at Sadie's annual vet checkup, they said she was only eight pounds overweight. Well, <laughs> she doesn't carry it well. She carry she carries it the way a cement truck carries cement, just right in the middle, just buh. She's like a loaf of bread with legs. So we we are implementing a walk schedule for Sadie that will not it will not be a leisurely walk. It won't be like, oh, we're gonna go on a stroll to smell some stuff, work out some energy. It'll be a Come on, let's hustle. Do, 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 this do. is the difference between us living in a place where we have like a small fenced in like pee area versus last year we had a yard and she gained like seven or eight pounds in the past year. And I said, how much weight does she need to lose? Like, what's the goal weight? And the vet was like, well, my first benchmark is to get her to 45 pounds. And I was like, okay, she's 51 pounds. So that we have one benchmark. So we're, we're taking bite-sized goals here. I don't think I told you that. Uh, the, the two things that we have to do are um, what she is really responsive to walks. Like when Callie was pregnant, the doctor told her to just go walk a mile every day or something like mm-hmm. that. And so what's that take you? 20 minutes, like mm-hmm. a mile, you know, and Callie took Sadie on those walks and within two or three weeks, Sadie lost five pounds. Yeah. Cause she just, she'd be like, even in the yard, she would run a couple laps, but lie in the sun. I think the bigger culprit is baby scraps. Yeah. And I think we need to like, you know, at least clean up the big pieces and the dogs can have the crumbs. Um, we get lazy because Ellie will be eating whatever she's eating. And now she's doing, um, people food, you know, like adult food, food, yeah, adult food. So if we give her like some slices of cucumber or slices of carrot or like a French fry or something, one French fry gets gnawed on, one gets flung like two feet away, one gets dropped, and then one gets eaten. Yeah. Same thing with the carrots, same thing with the, you know, whatever, whatever we give her, there's like a, a percentage that ends up in her and we and we're not good about cleaning it up. No, we're not. But we're going to have to be because this is Sadie. This is like life and death for Sadie. Like she must lose weight. So, we are going to be on it. Is nutrition the same for dogs as it is for people? Like if Ellie drops cucumbers. A cucumber, do we just leave it? But if she drops like I don't know what else, like her cereal stuff that she eats, like those puffs. Mm-hmm. I think the dogs just in general are just not supposed to be eating people food. Like I think they're just not. So so, so we th- just clean it all up before we let them because they yeah. go downstairs while while we feed mm-hmm. Ellie. So we just clean it all up. Yeah, okay. I think we need to. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for curbside grocery pickup, aka the greatest thing in the world. Speaking of Ellie, we talked on yesterday's episode about Callie's aunt Effie. And how she would would not identify herself as an upsider, as a gratitude practicer. Is that a word? Mm-hmm. As a person who participates in the daily ritual of of expressing gratitude for what you have. Um, but Callie said she's she's the the poster child for it. Yeah, that's just the way she lives her life. Mm-hmm. Why would I complain about a circumstance I can't change? Why wouldn't I just find what's good about it yes. and, and enjoy that? 
And I thought after she said that, and after we talked about it on the on yesterday's show, I thought that we do that. And I don't think we even realize that we do that, but I think we do that with Ellie, which contributes to us believing that Ellie is as great as she is. I totally agree with you. And I really think, I mean, I hadn't thought about this before you brought it up to me yesterday. I think that when we started practicing gratitude, I had no idea that would it would impact our parenting so much. And it has, and it's great. And Jeff and I were talking yesterday when we got home from Kentucky. And here's the thing. Like, we had a great trip. We had a great family trip. Ellie was so cute. She got to meet Effie. We got to see around Murray, Kentucky, all of this stuff. Things that oh, happened. Oh, we did, we did get to go. Sorry to interrupt. Um, but we did, we did, we haven't talked about it on the show, but we did get to go to Callie's family's Dairy Queen. We did. Yes. My cousin owns the Dairy Queen in Murray, Kentucky. So um, I got a bunch of messages about that wondering if we went and I thought it was excellent. We had a great time. Yeah. It was so fun. Um, what, what was I saying back to, oh yeah, gratitude and parenting. So with Ellie, here's what happened. So we would say, yeah, we had a great trip. What also happened on the trip is we screwed up Ellie's sleep schedule. She took 30 minutes or so to fall asleep on the first night. Um, she threw up in the car twice on the way home. It took us seven plus hours to get home when it should have taken us like five. Um, so all of these things kind of happened. Like there was a detour on the road for a while. So Jeff had to go on some back roads that we weren't expecting. It just took a long time and a lot of like things happened and we barely even noticed them. It's not that they didn't happen. It's that we're just like, yeah, we had a great trip. And the negative things that happened aren't even present really. I mean, we didn't even think about it. Like we had to pull over to take care of Ellie who was sick, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, we're going to be so late. She's going to be up till 10. This is the worst ever. I think it even goes beyond that because not only did I think, or not only do I think that our, the gratitude has changed our brains to not notice that, but, or I mean, we notice it obviously, but not, but not respond to it negatively mm -hmm. to just be like, oh, here's what it is. You know, bleh, she barfed. Let's clean it up. Let's move on. <laughs> Not only that, but I also think that we are wired to turn all negative situations into lessons. So after she threw up the second time, what, like it dawned on me, I'm like, oh, this poor baby's just car sick. Like we, it, we did a lot of traveling in 36 hours, mm -hmm. drove up to Kentucky. She met a lot of new people. She, you know, went to the Dairy Queen. She went to, to you know, there's a lot going on mm -hmm. for a tiny a little. A lot of stimulation. A lot of stimulation, which is going to be exhausting for somebody who, you know, is a year old. Also, new environments. There's like just internalized stress and all that. And just being in a car. Like when we get uncomfortable, we can shift. She she's can't. all yeah, she's right. all strapped in. So I think I remember saying after she got sick the second time, I'm like, you know what? We should have just stayed a second night 
in Kentucky and done and and done nothing. Like gone for a walk in a park and mm-hmm. you know ordered a pizza and had it in the hotel room or whatever. Just just to give her time to com- decompress. And I'm like, when I thought about it this morning or yesterday morning, I was like, that's really cool that that's just the way our brain operates. Because I so can, cool. I can promise you that the me from ten years ago or fifteen years ago would not have done that. Yeah, same. It would have been this is a disaster, and I got puke in my car seats, and oh my gosh, and blah, we should have gone, we should have made it a longer trip. I was like, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. We had a great family time. So that's another example of, you know, we talk about gratitude all the time, but it really is so worth every day, the 10 seconds every day of waking up and writing down one thing because of the ability that it gives you to enjoy, to have joy and to not be picking out the things that take away from the joy. And I know we give a, a daily gratitude thing on the show every day, but we actually have fallen behind in writing ours down. We got to get our journal out again. Yeah. Because I moved it somewhere and now, now it's lost. That throws us off. If it's not in the same place every yeah. day, then we like get thrown off for a week or two and then we're like, Gah. um, but yeah. So, so we need to put it back out, but our brains are rewired and it's a good thing. So thanks. That's awesome. Thanks. Today I'm grateful for gratitude. Yay. I started looking into preschools for Ellie. And here's the thing. So she's about to be a year old. There is a running joke in Atlanta that people start applying to preschools when they're pregnant. Like it, I grew up here. It's just a thing that people joke around about. And I, I thought that it was a joke. Apparently it is not. And I was thinking the other day, I'm like, okay, so the next like year of life for Ellie, what is that going to look like? And I was like, you know what? I bet she can go to preschool, which we want her to do because we want her to be around other kids, especially because she's a COVID baby. So, yeah. and she likes being around other kids and and that's something that we want her to experience. So I start throwing a Google on preschools. Apparently the time to sign up for preschool next year is now. And, so, and we're not talking about like fancy private schools where, where are private preschools where you start going to the school now and, and, and they start discussing what college scholarships you can get before kindergarten. Mm-hmm. We're just talking about the, the, the groups that meet twice a week in the basement of a church near your house. Right. So <laughs> I, I went to Jeff and I'm like, Hey, we have to start applying her to schools. And apparently we have to like take tours and do all this stuff. And he's like, Callie, but you're no, we're going, we're doing church preschool. I was like, Oh yeah, that is for church preschool. And so this is like Jeff Dollar's first introduction to Atlanta schools. And we were not, we were not, uh, I thought it was, I was not expecting to have to apply a year out. So I started making her profiles online and all of this stuff. Cause it's online now. Mm-hmm. And I had to pick a profile picture, which I did. And I spent, you know, a little bit coming up with like a picture. Cause I'm like, okay, That's I think this so picture great. says like, she, you know, is like ready to learn, but also like a happy kid and whatever. And then someone said something genius. Someone was like, you need to, um, throw Google on Harvard sweatshirts and order her one and have her in a Harvard sweatshirt. Like some Ivy league, some like Ivy league school. Perfect. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, what we should do is to every school that asks for a picture, we should go buy the school t-shirt and have her wearing it in the photo. I feel it, like that's just good marketing. At the preschool that you're at at age two, I think I I think I started going to preschool at age three or four because I remember where it was. It, mine was a, at a church 
preschool over near my grandmother's house. Mm-hmm. And you don't, I mean, you learn how to socialize because you have friends. Mm-hmm. And what do you do? I think you learn like numbers and colors and you play. I mean, it's fun. Here's the thing that I'm. You take, you take naps and have snacks, right? And everybody yeah. turns bringing in cookies. And when it's somebody's birthday, right? Am I thinking? Or is yeah, that, I is think that that's preschool. I don't, I don't know. No, kindergarten, you're actually learning stuff. I think twos and threes is more like colors, numbers, shapes, stuff like that. And then when you're four, you start actually like, you know, learning. Preschool's where you nap though. Like I remember, I remember a wicker basket with snacks in it. And we would line up and pick a snack out of the basket. And then we would go sit on our mat Mm -hmm. and we would have our snack. And it was like, you know, like those Lance crackers or something like that, like peanut butter crackers, something just Mm -hmm. small like that. And then we would all lie down and take a nap. Mm -hmm. But I only think I was there half a day. Yeah. These are only half a days. Here's what I'm really worried about. And I'm glad that we are like older parents. So we have friends that have been through this and I can ask advice. All of the church preschools, and we looked at some synagogues too, like just preschools look the same online, pretty much in my opinion. I am so paranoid that we are going to accidentally sign her up for a preschool that's like a cult. By accident. Because I was like, I'm like, how do you know the difference between the preschools that are like, oh, yeah, we love everyone. Let's be kind. This is what, you know, being nice to others means. And one that's like, oh, you dropped your apple juice. You're going to hell. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, burn. But but I don't think the preschools that are necessarily in the church are run by the church, right? They are. Oh, they are? Mm -hmm. Oh. So well, I feel like, how do you know which ones are going to like slap your kid with a ruler and which ones are like nice, you know? So I, I'm going to pre- have to like text everyone that we know that has kids um, to tell me what the deal is. Are there other preschools? Like the only reason I would say, there, I would say church preschools because I thought that's just where preschools were in churches. Yeah. Because every church you drive by, it says sign up for our preschool. Yeah. And what they mean is apply for our preschool, get waitlisted, and then <laughs> yeah. apply a year later because you can't get in. Uh, Callie says something in the car on the way up to Kentucky, and I laughed out loud. She insisted it's true. I am certain that it's not true, and here's why. This comes up every single year, and we would talk about it on the radio every single year. And it's never a thing, but every year it gets brought up, okay? We're talking about moving the night that you do your Halloween trick-or-treating. I just can't I mean, I guess it was the actual night of Halloween when I was a kid, but I felt like it was always a weekend. I don't know. Callie said to me, you, uh, what are we going to do for trick-or-treating with Ellie on Saturday night. And I said, Halloween's on a Sunday this year. And she said, yeah, but trick-or-treating happens on Saturday. And I said, no, it doesn't. Trick-or-treating always happens on Halloween night. And she's like, no, it doesn't. And we go back and forth. I'm like, I promise you that there might be some of those trunk or treat things. There might be some neighborhood get togethers. There might be some Halloween parties on Saturday night, but 
trick-or-treating will take place on Halloween night, and it always does. And I feel like every year people, parents, people try to move it, and it never works because Halloween is just Halloween. Yeah. And when Halloween, in Atlanta anyways, when Halloween falls on a weekday, uh, it's the worst traffic day of the year. I guess I didn't realize because when you're appropriate trick-or-treating age, um, being out and eating sugar, quote unquote, late, like, you on know, a Tuesday. on a Tuesday, isn't that big of a deal? Cause you don't have anything to do the next day. Like you take your candy to school, you count it and say, how many chocolate do you get? Like how many pieces of fruit candy did you get? Yada, yada, yada. So I, maybe I just thought it was a weekend. Cause when you're little, every day is a weekend. Even when you're going to school, it's like a fun thing. So maybe I, we, Maybe Halloween was just in the middle of the week. You it know, is different now that we have a child and I'm someone that gets up at 2.30 in the morning. I'm like. No, we'll be trick-or-treating on Sunday night. Now, the other thing is, is like, where are we going to be going? Because we don't know where to go. Like to my parents, do we just dress her up and take her to my parents? But do people, we got to go to a couple houses. Do you people on your parents' street put their light on? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, we'll find. Like, I think. um, your friend Chrissy lives on that little cul-de-sac. Like, she might have a good house. Your friend Karen lives in a neighborhood. They have a one-year-old also. Okay. So we could just do, I mean, we're going to be doing the trick-or-treating. It's still going to be daylight out. Yeah, that's true. So we're doing trick-or-treating yeah. star like four. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fine. You know what I just thought of? Every now and again, well, like, I feel like every day, in, in the three random things segment, there's a, a study. You know, we're like, oh, a study of people who – Drive blue cars, find that they're the most aggressive. Yeah. Here's the study that needs to be done. How you sorted your Halloween candy as a child relates to you as an adult. Is there only, in my opinion, there is only one way. Well, but I think there's different levels of your one way. You're talking about. How did you sort? Well, I think everybody does the initial chocolate, sour, fruity, garbage stuff, give to parents stuff. Like those are the initial five piles, right? Mm -hmm. Then if you want to get really intricate, you can sort the chocolate into Snickers, Kit Kat, you know, Hershey, whatever you can do. You can micro sort. But I wonder if there's people who just didn't sort their candy as a kid. And I wonder where they're in jail now. Your home should be a space that brings you a ton of joy. And that's what Jeff and I have created in our own home. Now, for me, that joy means peace. I want to feel peace when I walk into my house. What does it mean for you? Does your home bring you joy? If you're looking to make your house a home, I have great news for you. Joybird offers modern, customizable furniture for every space, available in a variety of vibrant, durable fabric options. Choose from over 18,000 customization options or browse curated collections to find the perfect piece for your one-of-a-kind style. If you're unsure where to start or you feel like you need some direction, Joybird's design specialists are standing by to help your design come to life for free. With Joybird's protection plan, your upholstery and leather pieces will always look as good as new without having to treat them like they're in a museum. And with financing rates as low as 0% APR for up to 36 months, you can relax now and pay later. 
Joybird furniture is made with quality craftsmanship, stain and scratch resistant fabrics, and limited lifetime warranty. It can handle anything your family throws at it, quite literally. And they stand behind their quality and craftsmanship. If it's not everything you hoped for, send it back within 90 days for a refund. Create space that brings you joy with Joybird. Visit joybird.com slash upside and get 30% off your purchase. That's 30% off at joybird.com slash upside. We all know that we're supposed to eat healthy. The challenge is, what is healthy? What if there was one place where you could go and search through dozens of healthy snacks or dozens of healthy baby food options or dozens of healthy, eco-friendly home care products? There is a place. It's Thrive Market. Callie and I are Thrive Market members. You should be a member too. Here's how it works. You join, and right now there's a special deal for Upside listeners. You get a free gift. I'll explain it here in just a second. But you join Thrive Market. It's an online membership-based market. And what they are trying to do is make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. Because they're a membership club, they work directly with each of your favorite organic brands to get the highest quality products at the best price. They pass those savings along to you. You are gonna save big money by being a Thrive Market member. And you can go on their website, search for whatever category of diet you're doing, or just browse per category, snacks, baby products, et cetera, et cetera. And you're going to save big. They've got monthly memberships, annual memberships. You got to go to thrivemarket.com slash upside and get $20 off your first order plus a free gift. It's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash upside. $20 off your first order and a free gift. Thrivemarket.com slash upside. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check out betterhelp.com slash upside. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. I've been going to therapy for more than a decade, and it has changed my life in so many ways. I love my friends and family, but having an unbiased professional counselor has allowed me to sort through my unfiltered thoughts and really work through different things in my life without judgment. Here's the thing that I love so much. You can be having an off week. You can go to BetterHelp. You can register and they'll match you with a therapist. So they've done the hard work for you. And by the hard work, I mean the biggest obstacle. I know for me, it's like scouring Google and feeling like, how do I know who's good and who's really going to help me? BetterHelp has taken care of all of that for you. BetterHelp is much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain from it. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Upside listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash upside. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash upside. Today's quote of the day, whatever you think you can do or believe you can do, begin it. Action has magic, grace, and power in it. Today's three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. Jeff, you are going to be very excited because one of my three random things today has like a story and an explanation. Okay. <laughs> I did that just for you. People really like your three random things, so please don't let my... uh 
indifference about some of your shorter, more trivial ones make you think that Short, they're more trivial. That they're, I wouldn't call them trivial. No, but I mean more like more trivia based. Trivia based, yes. Yeah. I wouldn't let that uh dissuade you from keep going down that keep going down that road because people love them. Yeah. You get calls every week. Uh, my first random thing is researchers have proven that a 50% off sign leads in increased sales, even if shoppers don't know the original price or what a reasonable price for the product would be. And I am totally a victim of this um, or a sucker for this. And you know what I do now? Because I'm like, you know what? And it started with like, you know, different when we were moving and I was like buying stuff for our house or whatever. Now what I do is I throw a Google on whatever it is that I'm looking for when I find something cool, if it's like, you know, like a potted plant or something, yeah. then I copy and paste it, throw it into Google and see if the exact same thing is at multiple stores. And you look for the lowest price or mm -hmm. you just, okay. Or I just make sure it's like around the same price or maybe like one place has free shipping. I do that with stuff for Ellie too. There's a whole science behind that. And I'm kind of, I've waded into it a little bit knee deep because I want to do my made to podcast course again, right after the start of the year, in case anybody has like a new year's resolution to start a podcast yeah, or in case people want to give it as a gift. Yes. If you have somebody in your mm -hmm. life who wants to start a podcast. So I'm in the process of, of building that website right now. And, and I'm hiring somebody to help write the, the copy, do the mm -hmm. copywriting for it. And one of the people who interviewed for the job responded and said, I looked at your last sales page. First recommendation, your prices should all end in seven because sevens are more enticing for people to buy. I and thought then, it was like 99. I Like 7.99, people will buy, but $8, they won't. I I guess that, I mean, I'm, I know there's people who make millions of dollars to do studies like that and determine stuff like that to be true or false, but is there really a difference if you sell something for $250 versus $249? Like, does, is somebody less inclined to buy it? You know what we should do? It's we should put one t-shirt on our merch site for $200, but have it marked down from 400 and, and see, see if, if we sell any. <laughs> see if anyone buys it. Like throw a Google ad on it. Yeah. Just to anyone that doesn't listen to our show or whatever. We'll have like one weird as the new normal like sweatshirt. Yeah. Um, all right. My second random thing is we've been saying the name IKEA wrong. I'm trying to think of how else you would say it. IKEA. 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 Is it IKEA? Is it IKEA? The revelation came in a tweet by a YouTuber named Mac Does It, and he shared, so Ikea is pronounced like Ikea, not Ikea. And no one was going to tell me, and then people were like freaking out, right? Then a spokesperson for Ikea confirmed the pronunciation, saying that, yeah, it is Ikea. So we've been saying it all wrong, Ikea. So are they going to do a pronunciation key for all their furniture? Like their Glipport bed and their, they already do. Their their blue bot nightstand. <laughs> they already do. There's a pronunciation key for that. I'm pretty sure there is. Isn't there around IKEA IKEA on the walls? I don't know. I'm still calling it IKEA. Um, because that just throws me off. Like I feel like I'll be like, E, wait, what was it again? What was it again? I'll be like, you know, the furniture store. It's like blue and it's got yeah, nobody it's got gold know. letters. I don't know. If you told me that you were going to buy something at IKEA, I would I would assume that you're going to a store that has ripped off IKEA. And yeah. it's just like the generic 
yeah. version of that. Yeah. Um, and my third random thing is there was a third Apple founder. Ronald Wayne sold his 10% stake of Apple for $800 in uh, 1976. Oh, uh, Ronnie. Ronnie. Oh, that but makes me he's, he's like the guy who quit the Beatles. Yeah. That yeah. Uh, uh, quit the Beatles right before they made it big. Or um, Callie and I know someone who was in a band for years and then finally said, I can't do it anymore. Like they were too hustling, you know, doing all the grind and they were gr like doing all the work. And then they said, I can't do it anymore. I quit. So he dropped out of the band. They replaced him within six months. They had a number one single Oof. and they ended up being one of the most successful bands of the nineties. Amazing. As Julia Roberts would say, big mistake, huge. And those are my three random things. I have, uh, I'm on LinkedIn, but I don't use it often, but I get these alerts like every, I think once a month or once a week, it says, here's who's looked up your profile and here's who has sent you a message and here's who, you know, that has posted lately. Yeah. Do you pay extra for that? Cause I don't get that. It's just like, for me, it's like, Hey, uh, somebody has been looking at you, pay us more to find out who I'm like, what? I think I did buy an annual thing okay membership to it and i'm probably going to cancel it because i don't really i don't know I it's don't fun know. to see who's lurking on you but not for 150 bucks a year or whatever yeah, it is I, I don't it doesn't i thought maybe i needed it for networking but i don't think i do anywho um i get these bulletins the last bulletin comes in then it says 13 people looked at your profile this month number the first one on the list somebody who works at the united states secret service like what? <laughs> Why is the Secret Service looking me up? Like, do they want to do a podcast? I'll help them with a podcast. That's almost worth 150 bucks. I don't think I'm in trouble because my guess is if the Secret Service is investigating you, they know better than to click on your profile. That is correct. On LinkedIn. So I don't think I'm in trouble, but I thought it was very interesting that U.S. Secret Service chasing me down. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. We have this little activity center for the baby that had, that she can sit in and it has like toys around the edge and whatever. Um, I think Katie Burke is the one who, who saw it in one of our pictures and she's like, oh, we had one of those too. It's great. It's the chair of neglect. So <laughs> if you got to cook something or be at the stove or whatever, and you don't want your kid crawling around, just put them in there. They're occupied, right? When uh, they start to outgrow it, what's cool about this is the top flips over and you can buy these little chairs for it and it becomes a table that they can sit at and color and, and put their toys on and eat or whatever. So I ordered the chair. I'm like, that's so great. This is awesome. I'm gonna get the chairs for it. The chair was one piece of plastic 
with four holes at the bottom and four legs. Seems like, so I didn't, why would I, I didn't even think that, I, I assumed there weren't even directions in the box. Right. I flipped the, I grabbed the four legs. I flipped the little chair over. I started putting the legs in there. Couldn't get them to go in. One of them got stuck. One of them was like twisted. Well, they have little buttons to kind of lock it. You push the button thing and it locks, you know, click. Uh, I couldn't get the buttons to unlock. It fascinated, I, like frustrated to all get out trying to put these stupid chairs together. Finally, I go to put them back in the box to assuming they're out of order. Like I'm like, they had to have sent me the wrong legs. Yeah. I see an instruction pamphlet, open it up. The legs are all lettered and only fit into certain mm. leg holes. And on top of that, you have to install them in a certain order. Here's the thing though, that I've realized about kids stuff. When it comes to like chairs that they'll be sitting in or anything that could be dangerous or baby gates or whatever, you don't want it to be not hard to set up because if it's too easy, the kid will figure out how, how to, to it destroy yeah. it. So I feel like the more complicated that stuff is or like to install, it's probably safer. Look at you finding the upside. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. This message is for Callie, episode 696, where you're talking about basically the postpartum and the message that Jeff Pay played um, regarding pregnancy and being a vessel. So Callie, girl, just hold on tight. I understand your frustration. I understand you have your own expectations, which I think is making you frustrated. So embrace yourself. Ellie doesn't care. Jeff doesn't care. You look awesome in anything that I see. I have a 16-year-old, and I kiddingly say I, it took me 14 years to get that added weight off because you know what? There's more things important than a few extra pounds. So just hold on tight, girl. You got this, and Ellie and Jeff love you, and that's all that matters. Take care. We just got back from visiting Callie's great aunt Effie and got to hear so many stories. And it reminded me of StoryWorth. This is why StoryWorth is such a great gift item for your favorite relative. Here's how it works. It's an online service that helps a loved one share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. So they get an email every single week from StoryWorth with a story prompt, a question that you probably have never thought to ask, or you could load it up with questions that you want to know the answer to. And they submit their answers. StoryWorth compiles them, that's easy for me to say, over the course of a year, and then they deliver a book at the end of that year with all of those answers. And of course, you can get multiple books from multiple family members. So when we're sitting around talking with Aunt Effie and we're sharing stories about when did this happen and, and, and who is this person and how did you feel when this historical moment took place? Imagine having all of those stories written in your favorite relative's own words compiled in book form. What a fantastic gift. And I think... Christmas shopping for Aunt Effie might be done now, thanks to StoryWorth. It's a meaningful gift you and your family will treasure forever. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash upside and get 10 bucks off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash upside for $10 off. 
Hey guys, it's Rachel. My Starbucks is so similar. I have this same anxiety, Jeff. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's literally like you're inside my head. Everything you said is exactly what happens at mine. And I want to be nice and let the other people go because I think the exact same thing. Like, oh, maybe it's their first time coming here, whatever. They don't know how it works. They don't know where the line is. And I always get nervous. And then I start thinking about the people behind me and I'm like, oh my gosh. And it just honestly gives me so much anxiety. I'm getting nervous thinking about it. Um, so yeah, I don't know what the right answer is. If it's just me in the other car, I totally let them go pretty much every time. But yeah, I don't think there's like a right answer for that. But I totally agree with you. Hope you guys are doing great. Take care. Love y'all. Bye. Oh, I know what I wanted to call for. Jeff, I don't think I've ever heard anybody pronounce Neil deGrasse Tyson as Neil deGrasse Tyson. And that made me giggle. Hey, guys. Um just wanted to say something about traveling during Christmas. Um, the first time we did it, our kids were uh, 13 and 9. We did a Christmas cruise. Probably the best Christmas we've ever had. Um, so much fun, and we're going again this Christmas, and the kids are now 16 and 12. Um, so when Ellie gets a little bit older, I uh, highly recommend it. Have a great day. Bye. I just wanted to say I did my first Costco run by myself. As a 31-year-old, I used my parents' card, yes, but, oh, my God, that was the most fun I've ever had in my entire life. Like, I, I wish they had cocktails in there. Like, that was, I bought so much stuff. I love it. That is a great, did you know they have clothes, these pants, they have work pants, they have socks? I got everything. I'm so excited. Um, and I have to agree with a lot of callers. Jess, if you don't stop interrupting your wife, I'm going to slap you as well. Bye, guys! You kind of tell the human brain not to do something. What happens is we very often reinforce things when we put things in the negative. If you go through trees on skis and you go, don't hit a tree, don't hit a tree, don't hit a tree, guess what you're watching? You're only looking at trees. As opposed to follow the path, follow the path. The only thing you see is the path. It's literally perspective.